0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Product Magic. I'm Sabina Reese, the content writer and marketer specializing in product management. Today, I am sitting down with Ronki, the accomplished product manager and the brilliant mind behind this podcast. Hello, Ronki.
1: Hi, Sabina. How are you? Oh, I'm good.
0: Excited to do this for all of the listeners. This has taken months trying to get this recorded with Ronki. We've just been so busy lately. <laughs>
1: Oh, I know. And I kept thinking, maybe this is not meant to be. (laughs) Yeah, well,
0: you know, we're here and it's meant to be for sure. We're making it. Oh my
1: God. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. It's only the listeners could actually see all the emails that you and I traded back before know, trying to pin down the date.
0: <laughs> Just, uh, like, that's adulthood,
1: you know? we got to roll with it. Exactly. Exactly, my friend. But super excited to talk to you today about 10 important meetings product managers should participate in. We're so, going to anyway.
0: dig into that blog post. Super excited about that. So, well, are you ready to get into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So we might as well dive into the first meeting that you recommended attending for product managers. So sales meetings with potential customers. So how do these meetings help product managers gain valuable insights and stay informed about their market?
1: So I recommend product managers should shadow sales. Um, well, Well, let me preface this. Yeah. You want to know what's in it? So sales has something called a sales pipeline. Okay, yeah. Where it has, it tells you all the new people that there are prospects that they're talking to. Gotcha, okay. Prospective clients, gotcha. Exactly. And it tells you the statuses, like, oh, they're going to sign a contract in a month. Or, oh, we're going to meet with their leadership in a week Mm -hmm. or something like Mm -hmm. that. But it kind of tells you where they are in that sales cycle. I see. Uh, It tells you, it gives you a lot of really cool details, which I love. So first thing, all product managers should know what's going on in the sales pipeline and how you can help. That's the first yeah. thing. Lots of valuable information there. Exactly. Um, like, will that prospect need special feature? You know what I mean? And if so, then you need to be in the room as a product manager to go figure totally. out that yeah. thing Yeah, you need to be there. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, so that's the first thing. N- n- you know, gaining access to the sales pipeline, understanding the sales pipeline, super, super important. But then going out and actually being in the room with your salespeople when they're selling your product. It helps you as a product manager, number one, understand, okay, what is that pain point of that client? How yep. does your product solve that problem for them? Mm-hmm. What else is happening in six months for them or a year for them? Are they going to be merging with another organization? And right, those need... are important questions. Exactly. Are they going to need more licenses of your product or something? Mm-hmm. Or is they going to need a, a special feature or, or or services that you need to build for them? yeah value, you know what i mean that way there's no surprises that's number one number two you need to understand how sales is telling the story of your product right how are they telling that story right in a b2b mm-hmm. world the sales is trying to get that prospect to understand they're going to make them the hero in their organization by using your product how are okay. they telling yeah. that story right are they offering special discounts that you are not aware of <laughs> right always love those all of them you need to know that Right? Yeah. So you need to be in the room. It's just really eye opening and you get to understand number one, how they're telling your story. Number two, what to anticipate. And number three, you also get to understand market conditions. True. What are these prospects facing in the next year or two? What features or tools might they need in the next year or two? And also, are they using other tools that you're not even aware of right now to get their job? Done? Right. Mm-hmm. Also, in those meetings, you'll get to understand if they're looking at competitors and what those competitors are and what those competitors are offering them that you weren't aware of.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: right. and what features they have and don't have. Totally, because you gotta stay
0: ahead of the market.
1: Exactly, but in those meetings, those prospects will tell you, "Oh, I looked at this company, and you know this is how much they're <laughs> charging, and no oh, they don't have this feature, but you have this feature," and you'll start to understand. So yeah. those meetings are super important. I always recommend it.
0: Absolutely. Do you have any examples of a time where that really worked well for you or any anecdotes to share?
1: Yeah. um, I went to, we brought a bunch of, our sales team brought a bunch of clients in um, Mm -hmm. to our office and I got to be in the room with them for a couple of hours. This was a big whale that they were trying to land. And I mean, it was a big whale. I'm talking like a three hour meeting where food was brought in. Wow. You know? oh, Lunch wow. was brought in because we'd be you know, dining them. Exactly. And there were like this particular company brought in like five people from their organization. And okay. I was just one of the ones from ours. But it was really eye opening to see how salespeople sell to whales. Right, Mm -hmm. big whales that they're trying to land, and what are their needs and things like that? Because when you're trying to land a big whale, especially like a company that's going to bring you several millions of dollars in revenue, they don't want to leave you. So they're going to ask you everything from morning till night as to all the features that you have, how Mm -hmm. it is that you're going to serve them, and on and on and on. Because again, remember, they need to be a hero in their organization, and they're spending. They need to know they're making the right decision by coming to you. Uh, I always love being a part of that conversation. And also, what are their needs that you don't have right now? And what will Mm -hmm. they need it by? And will you have enough time to go do that custom build for them, that custom work for them, and on and on? So I really love those conversations.
0: Totally, yeah. That situation that you described with the food being brought in, that just Mm -hmm. reminds me of Mad Men so much.
1: (laughs) exactly isn't he amazing <laughs> um but yeah those are one of my favorites that i've been on where i'm like wow this is so eye-opening you know yeah absolutely. Uh, and you just sort of like again I, I, you know i always tell product managers and aspiring teams especially your prospects your clients all have all love their children and wives and children and spouses of course yeah they work because they want to take care of their family Mm -hmm. They want bonuses, they want pay raises, and they want to be a hero in their organization. Your job is to tap into that and help them become a hero. Yeah, that's great advice.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so Customer Quarterly Business Reviews, also known as QBRs, uh, they provide an opportunity to understand your customer's business motivations. So how do these meetings shape your product vision and how do you prioritize customer-centric features when you have these meetings? So that's a really
1: great question. Okay. So there are two QBRs, right? Two, two types of QBRs okay. that yeah. I've been involved in. There's QBRs where it's internal. So meaning client success or relationship managers and sales, right? Kind of do, uh, they present, they're the ones presenting and they're telling you, uh, so sales will tell you the book, the book of business. Mm-hmm. Each sales member will say, here's my book of business, my pipeline, Here's why I think I'll be signing in a month or two or three. Okay, if I'm yeah, having any reasoning. difficulty, exactly. If I'm having any difficulty, this is why. Relationship managers will tell you, "Here's my book of business. Here is who uh, I have. Twenty clients that are going to renew in the next three months. Here's the potential revenue of the Um Am I facing any challenges or roadblock?" For you as a product manager in those meetings, it gives you the opportunity to to kind of see what challenges they might be having. Is a f- certain feature missing? Is a certain functionality missing? Are they looking at another competitor right? who has that functionality? Right. What challenges yeah. are your teams, your client success teams facing and sales team facing that you can help with? You need to be in the room right, to help bring that deal home or whatever the case might be. That's the cool thing about those. And also, they can also tell you what challenges and what they need from your end. It might be as simple as, I just need another one-pager. It might be that simple. I just yeah, need another totally. one-pager. But you never know. So that's that kind of QBR. There's a second type of QBR, which I also engage in. I engage in both of them, which is a relationship manager, a client success manager saying to me, I'm going to go visit this client and I go with them. And we go and we, uh, you know, we talk to them about what is the state of their business. And, okay, yeah. You know, that one, we may bring stats like, oh, we noticed you're not using, you're only using 10% of the, of the platform. You're not using Mm -hmm. the rest of the platform. Uh, Does your organization need more training? For instance, we're happy to help Mm -hmm. help for training, but you're not really using the whole entire platform. How can we help? Um, Sometimes it's just about listening. If the client is really prepared and when you go to visit them, they'll come back with a list of things and say, here are the list of things that I need to accomplish. How do I accomplish it with your platform? And then there you can help offer training and you can say, oh yeah, no problem. We have all of these that we can offer you training. How many people on your team do you want us to offer training for? Sometimes the things that you don't even have, features you don't have, tools you don't have, and they're asking for it. So again, eye opening there. An example of that once that I had, which was so cool was we went to go visit this client And she had a list for us of (laughs) problems that she was having, but she hadn't taken the time to go figure out how to solve it with the platform. Gotcha. She, you know, she wanted to know how she can take meetings from our outlook and bring it back into our platform so that our platform can easily say. Oh, I see here. You're going to go see Ronkey next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Well, did you know that Ronkey is only done, is only invested this amount of money in your organization? Did you know that Ronkey is only done blah, 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 blah. Hey, do you know that Ronkey, you could recommend these types of products to Ronkey and things mm-hmm. like okay. that to invest in. Perfect. Um, yeah. Right. And she kind of wanted to tie that world together, right? Which made mm-hmm. sense. She wanted to know how many meetings have i had with rocky in the last since the last time i saw yeah all the stats in 2022 exactly how many notes have i put into the platform regarding the last conversations i've had with rocky seems simple enough right she wanted to you know um she wanted the work system to do the work for her so who does it honestly exactly so those i love 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 those qbrs because you just learn you learn problems that they're having pain points Think how their business is changing. Again, you're going to learn about market conditions. Um, is their organization folding? Is it merging with another company? How many more people are they going to bring on board? Yeah. Uh, my favorite is, oh, we're merging with social company, but we're going to get another two thousand employees. Oh, oh, uh, we're gonna. Oh, so then you're like, oh, so you're going to need to confirm that everybody's email addresses and phone numbers. So you're going to oh, need yeah, all that stuff a lot migrated that goes into over. It. Exactly. And then their eyes go, yeah, we are. And then you're like, oh, we can help you with that. And then you start to make a list. That's why I love those ones because those ones you are literally sitting there trying to understand what's going on in their world and you can empathize with them. So I really love those. Both QBRs I participated. The first QBR that I mentioned, products also should present in that one, present the roadmap, what you're going to be doing, Mm -hmm. why you're going to be doing it and so forth. So it's also another way for you to validate internally that your roadmap is the right, is the right, that you're doing the right thing by your clients.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And you're like directly solving their pain points when you do that, at least at the second QBR, right? Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. As, at the second QBR,
1: they're like, wow, you care.
0: You're here. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> help me. Right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I love they that. They love that. Right? Totally. So, awesome. So you've also talked about engineering demo review meetings so that they provide, you know, events. Opportunities to evaluate features. So how do product managers ensure that features meet customer expectations and deliver value?
1: So the customer demo meetings in most of the organization that I've worked at, um, engineering team leads those meetings. Okay. Yeah. They're the ones who lead them. It's their meeting. And they are the ones who basically um let's so let's say there's a feature that the that they worked on a week ago, they would. Then, each um, each engineer would basically just demo a piece of what they worked mm-hmm. on, right? Okay. Uh, this is something that, we... depending on the organization, some I've been involved in where it's every two weeks, some I've been involved in where it's it's weekly, depending on what, depending on the organization. But they're okay. all agile. Um, so I love to go to those. Number one, I always. I highly, highly recommend design should be in that meeting because okay. design has an experience they've given to the engineers, right? Prototypes. Yeah. <laughs> That's design's um, time to kind of look at this thing to that engineering is built so that you can kind of make sure, does this match my prototype? Are the pixels correct? What's yeah, going on that makes here? sense. Is the font is wrong? Um, and even then, again... Nothing is perfect, uh, but it's an opportunity for design. Like I'll give an example. There was one of those, I worked for an organization where we didn't have those demo meetings Mm -hmm. and we released a feature where the table was literally wrong. It had the (laughs) two first names on it. First name, first name, first name, last name, right? Yeah. Um, And it went out the door. (laughs) No one caught it. (laughs) Until a client (laughs) was like, wait. Why does it say two first names here? Oh no! Right? And that was like a simple thing, like a table. Whereas totally. if design had seen it in the demo meeting, right, design would have been like, "Wait, that you, you got to go fix Something's that. Something's right? wrong here. Something's yeah. wrong here." Um, so I love those meetings. Engineering leads it. They're the ones doing the demo. Design should be a part of it, so that mm-hmm. they're looking at, okay, did you match my prototype? Are the pixels correct? Are so the fonts correct? And on and on and on. Um, yeah, quick checks. Quick checks. Also, again, transparency—the more eyes, the better. If yeah. there if there is something that happened where engineering couldn't stay true to the prototype, right, or to how you, the product manager, has written, you know, the story. So let's say you give them five acceptance criterias, and they mm-hmm. only did four of them. You'll discover okay. it in that meeting. You'll know in that meeting, right? For sure. and you can be like, yeah. "Hey, there's one thing missing here. Let's go <laughs> fix it." But that's yeah. why I love those. I, I love, love, love those meetings. Um, Again, transparency equals trust, right? So yeah, this no is your opportunity for engineering to go, look at what we've built. doesn't match what you gave us. So
0: Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Always needed to check your work for sure. Um, okay. So you said one, that.
1: Oh, go ahead. Oh, one more thing I was going to mention about that for those product managers that are listening. I use those meetings as a way to gain understanding on my own, to see if engineering understands the why, why we're building that product, mm-hmm. why we're building that feature. So if engineering, if somebody in engineering is demoing a functionality, they should be able to, even though, yes, you are in the room as the product manager, they should be able to tell you why you're building that feature and what problem you're solving for that customer. Yeah. Yeah. Right when they demo it, they shouldn't just say, Oh, this is the thing, and I'm gonna demo it. They should be able to say, Oh, customers have this problem. As an admin, they wanna do this thing. Here's exactly. the problem I solved. Yeah. Here's the problem they have. Here's the solution that I've built. Here's mm-hmm. how we're gonna know it's successful by going over <laughs> the acceptance criteria. I just always want to throw that out there that that's just that opportunity. Exactly. Because your engineering team should know why you're doing something and they should buy into it. And that's another opportunity for you as a product manager to gauge if you're doing your job of galvanizing Mm -hmm. the whole entire organization and that they understand why you're doing what you're doing. Totally. You can't have the how without the why, honestly. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for that. That was definitely important. Okay. So you've had that monthly product roadmap review meetings with engineering and design provides transparency. So how do they influence alignment between product managers and development teams?
1: So, um, everything starts with design for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Always starts with design. And for me, I don't a solution for design. My design partner, my job is to tell them what the problem is. What is the problem that we're trying to solve? And then if we need research, we'll bring our research partner in so that we can get questions answered that we don't know the answers to. Then my design partner would refine their prototypes, right? Mm-hmm. All of these engineering is part of my design, my, my tech, my engineering lead is a part of all this conversation. So I'm not going later to my engineering lead and go look at this pretty thing we're building. It doesn't work that way. No, it it really doesn't. (laughs) So (laughs) my, what you should happen, at least in my world anyway, is my design lead and I have a one-on-one every week. That's my opportunity to say, Hey, John Doe, here's all the problems and that person. And, and in some organizations you might have what we call a content designer Mm-hmm. So it's my design lead and a content designer sort of having okay. that conversation. I love, love, love those meetings because my content designer is coming at it brand new and can ask me questions. Why is this problem important to solve and so right. forth? Mm-hmm. So they kind of go off and they create a wireframe and the content designer will put content there. Then my design lead and my design and my engineering lead, we have a one-on-one, all three of us together. That's our opportunity to, show it to the design lead and say look at gotcha. this thing. Okay. Design lead then will look at it and go, wait, because again, remember, they understand, they know the architecture, right? They know the back end. They'll go, wait, what about this, this, and this? Because they would have reviewed the problem with me. They would have seen the solution, mm-hmm. right? Because again, mm-hmm. remember, that's our one on one. And they'll design lead make I mean the engineering lead will go, well what about this? What about this? What about that? Again, yeah. design lead goes, oh those are great points. Goes back and refines it. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, then, or then we're like, okay, we need research. So then we bring our researcher in. So now we're talking design lead, engineering lead, and researcher, right? All together, including product. Right. Yeah. That's me. Totally. So you see how that relationship has sort of evolved, starting with design and content design, going to engineering lead and now going to research. Hang on, yeah. Exactly. So then research, when we have a learning plan and we know what we need to learn and we don't have the answers for the jobs to be done, then researcher goes and schedules meetings, right? With people, um, non-clients, clients, they go to schedule mm-hmm. meetings in that room is me product design lead, engineering lead, and whoever else, like a product marketing manager. We're all there listening. Yep. Okay. So now I don't, so if it's the kind of meeting where there's no research, researcher needed and i'm the one scheduling the call as the product manager my engineering my lead is in there too along with my design lead and they can ask questions what that does is the story travels so researcher has their boss they got to go to that they have a one-on-one with and they'll go yeah i was on a call with threw and we did this this and this i'm not in the room see how the story Mm -hmm. story travels Yep. design lead is going go to go the, to their boss and have a one-on-one with their team. And they're going to go, yeah, this is the design, I the prototype I created to solve this problem. I was in the room and here is yep. the pain point that the client is having. Notice I'm not in the room. So the story travels, right? Yeah, absolutely. Did my engineering lead is going to go to their lead, their managers, their directors, and going to say, yeah, I'm going to build this thing with Ronkey. We have a design. I was in the room. Once again, you see how that story travels. Yeah, keeps right? going. I don't have, exactly. Hopefully. Now, I don't have to get the buy-in of the designer, right? Or the buy-in of the engineering lead because- saves a live. lot of work for you, yeah. They were in the room and that is how yeah. we gain that alignment. So by the time first you take hand. that prototype and then go to do an official kickoff with the engineering team, mm-hmm. you, your design lead is already- with you your engineering lead is already with you along the way it is not new to any of them
0: yeah now you're just
1: telling the story to the scrum team so
0: yeah perfect well that's amazing okay honestly that's all i have for you i wish i had more because i'm having so (laughs) much fun (laughs) i know
1: i always have so much fun doing this anyway i
0: know yeah okay well thank you so much you know honestly this is so amazing for aspiring product managers and i'm sure they get so much from it
1: oh thank you my friend bye okay
0: bye nice talking to you